0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. This is Tuesday june the 7th in case you didn't know and uh, fred jackson's in studio with me good morning fred good morning tim and back now with <laughs> us here dr ray pritchard good morning ray
2: good morning tim how you doing
1: doing well good to have you back on the today's issues uh, team
2: well thank you it's good to be back and uh, i don't know what the weather's like in tupelo but here in kansas city it's sunny and uh, we had some rain but the rain is gone so it's beautiful beautiful june morning here was about 80 or so heading right. for 90 here today oh oh that's uh, that's tupelo for you no, yeah one's gonna hit 90 uh,
1: july and august uh, you pay for your sins <laughs> here <laughs> in, in the deep in the deep south right yeah, yeah. Uh, and
2: there must be many sins <laughs> to be paid for it's, this.
1: <laughs> it's nice not to have the brutal weather of michigan in the winter but i'm gonna tell you some uh, august uh, july and august typically uh you know as i say you, you you pay for your you
0: pay for your sins yes, that's right but you know i i've talked to people since moving down here yeah. many years ago now from so, canada yep yeah, but i've talked to people who were born and raised here yeah and they say, i just love it just love the heat
1: yeah bring it on <laughs> well if i had to choose uh ray was raised in alabama so he's yeah. he's familiar with the yeah. uh, I guess what I call the William Faulkner summers. (laughs) Yes. You remember how he always (laughs) uh, (laughs) described summers in the South, but, uh, yeah, I much, you know, if I had to choose, I'm choosing hot weather, uh, uh, over
2: cold weather. The only thing that ever bothered me about, uh, Heat in the summer in the south is the bugs. You know the bugs yeah. will come out. And <laughs> the bugs and the mosquitoes. The uh-huh. bugs and the skeeters. I mean, yeah, that's no fun, and there's no fun in July and August. Uh, the
1: other day, I was looking for my golf ball in the woods. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, which is a common occurrence <laughs> for me. <laughs> for me. And I had, so I had my club, and I was digging around out there looking for my golf, and the, and the mosquitoes just swarming around. I said, "This is." You know, I'll buy another golf ball, but I'm not getting. Don't I'm going to sit here and be right. be tortured <laughs> by these the hundred lies. mosquitoes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd rather just go ahead and lie. You know? <laughs> that's right. A lie that's about right. my lie, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, welcome everybody to the program. It is good to have Ray back. Ray's been filling in for us. Uh, uh, you know, we we lost brother Dan Celia here on American Family Radio. Uh, Dan was on other networks as well. Uh, Dan passed away. What, a uh, month ago? A couple of months. So, but he was sick for a couple of months before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it left a void here on American Family Radio from 8 to 10 Central Time in the mornings, weekday mornings. And uh, so, Ray, it uh, has been filling in for us from 9 to 10 o'clock Central Time. Uh, what, about six or eight weeks, Ray, or something yes, like that? Yes, seems like
2: about that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in baseball terms, I, I thought of myself as a middle reliever, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, exactly. you gotta get you gotta get from the third inning to about the eighth inning. So I came and just just got on there at nine o'clock and pitched a few innings for the team. Well, we yeah.
1: appreciate it, and uh, now we got our new show, Money Wise, with Rob West. Yes, and Rob's right. doing an excellent job here for American <laughs> Family Radio. He's on Moody Radio and other uh, uh, other Christian radio stations across the country as well. But he's got his own show here on AFR, and it's very. Uh, well done, and Rob yeah. does a great job. We hope people are tuning in, and will tune in to that uh, that show. All right, well, a lot to talk about today uh, on the program. Dr. Frank Turk will be along, as well as Sandy Rios. So, uh, Sandy and Frank uh, will be with us this hour, as they normally are, normally are on Tuesdays. If you want to watch on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube, and just type in today's issues, and we live video stream from our studios here. Uh, and uh, we also post the stories that we talk about on our Facebook page. So if we discuss something here and you want to say well, where did you get this information from, go to our Facebook page and we post the stories there. And the YouTube, we're out of time out now, so uh, we're, we're we're back on until somebody says something about COVID that uh, YouTube doesn't <laughs> like or uh, whatever <clears throat> they they they, they want to. But anyway, we're back on. Uh, YouTube there. Now, Ray's, uh, we got a video camera for Ray in his home in Kansas City, and normally you can see, uh, but we're not going to have access to that t- today. Okay. All right, to our first story.
0: Yeah, Dateline Fantasyland, uh, better known as the Biden White House. <laughs> mm. uh, I- I'm going to read you a headline from the Daily Mail, all right? Okay. Biden touts most, quote, robust recovery in modern history. The American people are really feeling that that robust recovery. Uh, they will talking this, about the economy, the, the economy,
2: <laughs> uh, not his nap. What? What, yeah. what recovery?
0: What recovery? Uh, I I don't suppose uh, the president is tracking gasoline prices like we are. Went up another five cents since we last met yesterday. The national average for regular gas right now this morning, four dollars ninety one cents. That is double. Since Joe Biden became president of the United States. Are double
1: or more than double. Oh, wasn't it about two bucks when uh, Trump left? Yep. Uh, so so there you have this, it. This is, what you're saying is <laughs> Joe Biden yesterday, oh, and we're being serious here. Yes. Uh, he tweeted from the White House that he is overseeing the most, what do you call it, robust recovery? In modern history. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. This is called oh, gaslighting yourself. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he doesn't even believe
2: this. No. No.
1: no. Ray? Hey, Ray?
0: here's what. He, at the time I took office about 16 months ago, the uh-huh. economy had stalled
1: and COVID was out of control. Yes. That's not true. No, that's not true. But that's not true at all. So what did he do about it now? what? What, what, he, what is he claiming? Uh, Biden says, I did this. What did he say? He, well, he, he says, solved the COVID problem. Right? Yeah, the, the, the
0: uh, gross production uh, in the nation has gone up. He keeps toting the fact that uh, lots of people now have more jobs than they did a couple of years ago. But people have to understand, you got to frame that. A couple of years ago, lots of people were thrown out of work because of the pandemic shutdown of, of the country. So people are just simply coming back to the jobs that they lost right. two years ago. So you don't buy but that. But he's
1: claiming that as a victory for him. He's
0: because- claiming that. Stuart Varney of Fox Business this is how he was reacting to this latest claim of the most robust, uh, robust recovery in modern history. Cut number five.
3: Biden is completely ignoring the vicious inflationary spiral that we are now in which is a real danger to the economy. It could kill the economy. He's ignoring that in the interest of spin that he's just got this wonderful recovery. What it's doing is actually killing the people who are supposed to be Democrat supporters, working people, low-income people. They're suffering mightily from what's going on right now.
0: And everybody knows that. You know, people have to fill up their cars, their trucks with gasoline. Just watching an interview on Fox before I came into the studio, they were talking about what restaurants are having to do with their menu prices. You know, it's, this has such a trickle down effect that their uh, prices of items are having to go up. Their fees are having to go up that they're charging. Like a lot of people now go in and pick up their food at the restaurant, and take yeah. it home. Well, they're charging more for that. The delivery services, you know, that people use, the uh, OOP yeah. uh, for delivering, yeah. uh, their prices are going up. Restaurant prices, on an average, Seventeen percent increase yeah. over the last six months.
1: Uh, right. One of the yeah, you, Fred. Ray Get you to comment on this. Uh, another thing, small thing related to that. A lot of rest. Well, most restaurants have menus, right? Yes. And out to out to the side of the menu is a price. Yes. Well, <laughs> the, those prices now they're they're having they're printed. Yes. And you know So uh, I noticed to some some restaurants are just. Whiting, whiting it out or saying, you know, we, but, but uh, that's a, uh, I know one uh, restaurant I, I visit sometimes has a big board up, uh, you know, above the cash register where, and you look up there and you say, okay, the hamburger, or whatever costs so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the price is on there, but it can't keep up with the rising cost of production of the food. Yeah. Ray, go ahead, Ray.
2: So, we were in a Chinese restaurant here in Kansas City not long ago. Our favorite one. Been there many times. And there was this little note. It said, uh, please add, what, $2 or $3 to the cost of everything on this menu. Right. Because it was too expensive to, to right. be, be Re- reprinting every yes. every week. Reprinting I mean. a
1: menu, and then by the time you reprint it, that's out of date. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, you know what, <clears throat> In all seriousness, this is starting to cause – it's not temporary, it doesn't appear. No. This inflationary. No. Uh, no. It, it's it's – uh, that Janet Yellen, the former Fed right. chairman, you know, right, she right. said a year ago this is temporary. Biden said it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody wishes a bad economy on our country. It hurts everybody, no. right? No. Nobody. No. But this is – Ray, this is predictable in the sense that uh, uh, what Biden did to the oil and gas industry – Right. Uh, what he's done to, um, uh, 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 pumping all this money, these trillions of, and that wasn't at all him mm-hmm. it preceding him was also a lot of money, uh, dumped into the economy in the name of COVID relief. Uh, but he came along and he wanted another yes. couple trillion. Joe Manchin stopped him, but, uh, they were, they, the Biden administration was being warned that you you're, you're risk hyperinflation here.
2: So day one. He stops the Keystone pipeline. So, is it any wonder we've gone from, it was, I want to say 170, 180 here two years ago when Mr. Trump left office. And now it's here in Kansas City, it's right at $5. Wow. Like last weekend, we were in Chicago. I was speaking at a church up there. And in Chicago, 550, 560, 570, 580. and, And everything is just going up, right? So, they're changing. I mean, they're changing the gas prices two or three times a day now because it's out of control. So what kind of recovery is it, guys, I know. When, when you have supply chain shortages, when we've got uh, this baby formula shortage, which I do want to mention this because uh, we've had a grandson born in the last month, guys. And my wife and I have been going from Sam's Club to Costco to Walmart mm-hmm. to get— a baby formula and it is indeed very difficult to find. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. Mm. We
0: had to ship baby formula to our daughter in South Carolina last week. Yeah. Uh, because she couldn't find a particular brand that our, our granddaughter needs. So we shipped it from here and this is going on, right. uh, yeah. the story we are just talking about is being repeated across the country.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, th- I, I, we're, we're economically, we're in a bad place right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, who knows when it's going to end. Uh, but Biden to Biden to tweet out, Hey, I, oh, hey, this man. is a great economy I'm serving over. It. Aren't you thankful Americans for what I've done? Yeah. It's just. The American people aren't buying. I, I know. It. I know. They're Nobody, not buying nobody's it. buying it. No, nobody's no. buying it. All right. Well, Dr. Frank Turek is with us now from, uh, Charlotte at the Charlotte area. He's the host of cross examined heard, Saturdays and Sundays here on American Family Radio. Uh, Saturday morning at nine central, and Sunday afternoon at four central. Cross-examined with Doctor Frank Turk. Good morning, Frank.
3: You know the president somehow can get crack pipes to drug addicts, but he can't <laughs> get baby formula to moms.
1: That, that's yeah.
3: true.
0: That's true. Mm. Frank's not a. What's going on?
1: Yeah, yeah. You are. Oh, that's when they, the uh, what was it? They, 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 they little packages little
2: with packages. crack
0: pipes
1: in them. Federal government. Thank you very much. Oh, brother. Uh, well, the Democrats in uh, November are going to get a well-deserved uh, spanking yes. from the American public. Uh, if we have a fair election. Yeah. Well, duly noted. Uh, I think we will. I think. I hope so. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we will. Uh, well, if you remember, during the, uh, the election last time, 2020, uh, the Republicans picked up a lot of seats in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. So the— uh, you know, the, uh, here we go. We're about to get banned by YouTube. again. <laughs> I got to be careful. I got it in the name know. of inclusion, tolerance, uh, and diversity. Okay. I think we all know what I'm talking about, right? With the presidential election, mm-hmm. some of the mm-hmm. shenanigans that uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: went on there. But, but the, uh, what I'm saying is I, I haven't lost confidence in the, uh, local election process or the statewide election process, uh, as a whole. Yeah. So anyway, all right, Frank, what are we here to talk about? My friend. What's on your agenda? Well, it's interesting.
3: D-Day was yesterday. I know you spoke about it a little bit then. Uh, but there's some interesting prayers that, that went up on D-Day that, uh, or around D-Day. Obviously, the President of the United States was FDR at the time. He prayed on national radio for what was happening But it's interesting that FDR said some other things around World War II that uh, aren't widely known. For example, when he was in Madison Square Garden uh, in October of 1940, so this is about a year before we got into the war, he said this, We guard against the forces of anti-Christian aggression, which may attack us from without, and the forces of ignorance and fear, which may corrupt us from within. He also said a couple of days later, when he was in Brooklyn, he said, referring to the Nazis and probably the Japanese at that time, those forces hate democracy and Christianity as two phases of the same civilization. They oppose democracy because it is Christian. They oppose Christianity because it preaches democracy. And then in 1941, on his Labor Day address, here's what FDR said. Preservation of these rights is vitally important now, not only to us who enjoy them, but to the whole future of Christian civilization. And after the war, or as the war was winding down, uh, he talked about the fact that, he said, I know that there is not room enough on earth for, for both German militarism and Christian decency. So it's interesting that the President of the United States... 80 or so years ago could talk like this, but it doesn't seem like a president could talk about Christianity today in our country without being called hateful, the exact same thing he was trying to say was opposed to Christianity, these hateful forces of racism, which is what Nazism was. You couldn't say that that was anti-Christian now, apparently, it seems. It's just odd. Discussion, Well, well
1: yes, what happened... Uh, you know there's a reason why America was known as a Christian nation for mm-hmm. two, two, two two uh, centuries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the the obvious connection between the teachings of the Bible and the founding of our country and the Constitution and freedom and liberty mm-hmm. and human rights uh, all those things were connected uh, with, and, and there was no other country in the world like the United States and there hasn't been created since the United States and so the as I say the connection between that and the, the vast vast majority of citizens of our country were uh, were of some Christian denomination right mm-hmm. and so uh, so for, for Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the 40s to talk so openly about that connection uh, was was not shocking to anybody it was commonly accepted and probably expected and yet the last 25 30 years has just been an assault on our uh <clears throat> history on our constitution and uh, today the assault is on the uh, uh, on, on christians uh you know christians generally across by the pop culture and by the progressives right mm-hmm.
2: well frank i was just thinking about Franklin Roosevelt, because I don't think anybody would call him, quote, an evangelical Christian in the way that we today understand the term. I mean, he was more out of, well, we used to talk about the WASP, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant establishment in America. I mean, that was a very common term until recently, and he he was deeply in that tradition. So nobody, in, in the quotes you gave, nobody is saying, well, He'd been reading the Gospel of Matthew the night before and, and got it from there. But from his background, from, from where Franklin Delano Roosevelt came from, when he used the phrase Christian civilization, what did that mean to him back in the 1940s?
3: Well, here's what he said in 1941, Ray, uh, May 27th, 1941. So he's, it's six months or so before the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor seven months. He says this, the whole world is divided between pagan brutality and the Christian ideal. We choose human freedom, which is the Christian ideal, unquote. So in his view, Christianity just was a civilizing force that gave, as Tim just mentioned, freedom to people. And it's interesting today that the very people out there who are claiming they want equality, they want uh, equal rights, Uh, They want freedom. All of these things are from Christianity, and yet at the same time, they are trying to say that Christianity is the problem. You don't get human rights without God. You don't. There are no rights without God. Everything's a matter of opinion, and our nation was founded on the idea that there's a God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, and that all men were created equal and endowed by their government. No, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And governments are instituted among men to secure these rights. In other words, governments don't give rights. Governments are not supposed to take away rights. Governments are supposed to secure rights. And that moral law upon which the nation was founded is the very law, some call it natural law, some call it international law. It's really God's nature that allowed us to convict the Nazis after World War II. Because the Nazis were saying, oh, we were just obeying our government. and We said you had a moral obligation to disobey immoral orders because there's a standard beyond your government and a standard beyond our government, and that's God's nature. That's the self-evident moral law, the self-evident truth that Jefferson was referring to in the Declaration of Independence. If God doesn't exist, the Nazis weren't even wrong. It's just a matter of opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the very people out there right now who are claiming they, they're inventing rights every 10 minutes, hmm. the, very, the very people out there doing that are the very people, many of them are atheists. You, you don't have rights unless, you're a, unless you can believe in God. I mean, you have rights. You just can't justify them unless God exists.
1: So no, you wouldn't have Western civilization without no. Christianity. No. Of course not.
0: You yeah. know, I, I just find it interesting, Frank, uh, that here we are 78 years after the uh, first D-Day. And we now have a president in the White House who demonizes Christianity. Mm. And look what has happened in our country. In fact, I was telling the guys this morning during our story meeting that later this week, apparently President Biden is invited abortionists to the White House to celebrate abortion freedom. Celebrate. That, celebrate, celebrate. To yeah, celebrate right. abortion. Mm. My goodness. Uh, mm-hmm. What has happened in this?
3: Whatever happened to safe, legal, and rare, Fred? Remember that those were the terms for abortion. Safe, yes, legal and That's rare. That's what Bill Clinton.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: used.
0: exactly. And and Frank, I I think you know we've talked about this before. It, it was academia, our universities, I think, that have led the revolution against Christianity.
3: Yeah, well, and just the the general media, uh, overall. In fact, I saw a stat the other day that. Um, the average boy in in a household brought up with a father speaks to his father 30 minutes per week or they have a meaningful conversation 30 minutes per week. That same boy is getting 44 hours of video games, TV and surfing the Internet in that week. Mm-hmm. Gee, which do you think is going to have mm-hmm. more influence?
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> all right. All the more reason f- for the importance of what we talk about and what we do here uh, at AFA and AFR and what Cross Examine does to get the word out about the gospel and the Bible and the truth of uh, truth of uh, you know salvation in Jesus Christ and all those things. All right, Frank, uh, what's coming up on your show this weekend?
3: We're going to have the great Todd Herman, who used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh. Uh, He has a podcast that he's doing now up from the Northwest. He used to be the talk show host in Seattle, a very
1: liberal area, as you know. There there are uh, 12 Christians now in uh, Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a survey I saw the other day, so that's good you found one. Well, Todd just moved to Idaho, so it's down to eleven. Oh, 11. Okay, my bad. <laughs> but we're gonna have Todd on.
3: We're gonna, you know, there's one of the things we're gonna talk about. There's a silver lining to all this. You even have secularists now, Tim, who are saying we got to get back to God mm. because the world's going crazy. I mean, even even Naomi Wolf, who has been a big feminist pro-abortionist, she just wrote an article not long ago saying we got to get back to God.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, that's you know because. You know what's happening is we're seeing it before our very eyes, and it's undeniable. You're seeing a breakdown of law and order Yep, going on on a massive scale in America, and uh, people are worried and scared, especially people who live in larger cities, because the crime, uh, which comes from a lack of a fear of God ultimately— mm-hmm is spreading out from the cities into the suburbs and it's uh so people are worried and scared right now so I think That's even right. the liberals or some of the liberals are even saying we got to get back to to God even though they don't believe in him. All right, thank you Frank. Appreciate God it. Bless you guys. See we'll you. be back momentarily. Stay with us. Well, after two years of COVID shutdown, Israel is open for business again. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. And you know, my wife, Allison, and I, we've been leading tour groups to Israel now for 20 plus years. And we're going to be joined by our sons, Wesley and Walker, as the family tradition continues in 2023. And we would love for you to come along with us. The trip is in March 2023. The dates, the cost, the itinerary, everything you need to know is at TWHolyLand.com. That's TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful experience to travel with Christians from across the country to Israel and see the land where Jesus walked, where the Bible comes to life. Again, visit TWHolyLand.com for all the information.
4: Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. Country music has gone full-blown, Dixie Chicks woke. The Country Music Association announced fans attending this month's CMA Fest in Nashville will not be allowed to display any Confederate flag imagery. It's certainly bad news for Dukes of Hazzard fans as well as the popular country music band Confederate Railroad. Meanwhile, CMA is going all out to embrace the LGBT movement, a campaign called CMA Stands Proud. Look, it's no secret the country music industry has taken a hard left turn. I wrote about this in my book, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. Country music executives loathe their fan base. They despise the values that shaped country music, freedom and family, God and guns, sin and redemption. But the message is clear. It's a new day in country music. The days of crooning about God guns and honky tonks are over. Get ready for ballads about drag queens, rainbow flags and kale chips. I'm Todd Stearns. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23 and 24.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, I'm thinking about Christmas gifts already, even though it's June. I'm thinking I'm... I'm... I'm going to want uh, – I'm going to just tell my family, you know, my kids, not my wife, obviously, because if she buys me something and I buy her something, it kind of offsets, and then we're both in debt, right? So <laughs> yes. uh, I was thinking of asking them to buy me a, a, a tank of gas. There you go. Huh? Mm-hmm. What you, a, maybe a gift card
2: or something like it, gift Ray? Card. Maybe give maybe, me like maybe a, maybe a half a tank, you know? Well, a half mean, a tank. <laughs> they
1: can only, probably only afford maybe a half tank. That would be okay. But uh, anyway – it's crazy, absolutely crazy. I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I did not think I would see the day in my lifetime when gas would go up to five dollars a gallon. Oh, I know. Which is, uh, that's not the national average yet, but we're edging we're, that way. We're but, right there. Yes. Well, 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 it may be the national average. I don't know, but it's not. Well, it's
0: this morning, and it's been going up $0.05, cents, $0.04 cents almost every day now.
1: Well, and you keep waiting for it to come down. I don't know why, but yeah. typically in the past when it's gone up, it comes back down a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but um, not with Biden's uh, war on the oil and gas industry, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Ray, one question, then we want, we're going to go to Sandy momentarily. Uh, uh, What do you make of Biden? You know, basically shutting down the oil and gas uh, industries. Uh, I guess you would say, exploration or uh, the ability to produce mm-hmm. gasoline here,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yet going over with hat in hand to the Saudis.
2: Well, number one, he is doing whatever he can to get more oil out of the Saudis, while at the same time putting the oil and gas industry here in the U.S. in a straitjacket. So what is the inevitable result? It's exactly, guys, what we've seen. It's gas at four sixty, four seventy, four eighty. Fred, it's just what you said. It's 490, 495. I mean, while we're on the air, it's going up. Yeah. Joe Biden has thrown the American oil and gas industry overboard for pure political purposes. So to say that he's concerned about the average American and the pocketbook issues he's not um he'll go to saudi arabia and he'll beg them for more more oil and he'll get some and it'll and tim as you said it may go down a little bit but so far i don't think we've reached the top yet i think we've got a ways to go and i, I mean some people say maybe seven eight dollars a gallon it's hard to believe well they're already about that in california but we have to
0: remember what joe biden said last week he said we're in the middle of a transition Hmm.
1: He said that when he was over in um, yes, over in the uh, Asia somewhere. Yes,
0: we're in the middle of a transition, so you got to pay attention to this, folks. This is deliberate, and also he has removed the tariffs on solar panels coming in from Vietnam and China is next. All right, there were tariffs put in place against those governments so that more solar panels would be built here. So this is. This is deliberate
1: folks. This
0: is very very deliberate.
1: It's deliberate but the consequences are going to be disastrous oh, yes. for the for our economy and for the Democrats in November, but maybe maybe it's a, some kind of a trade-off. I don't I don't know. I don't know why you would sabotage your own political party. Well, um,
0: be- because of the they are they are disciples of this climate change doctrine. They believe that's far more important than the suffering the American people are going through right now okay. with gas prices. Uh,
1: on a, not the only thing I want to say, but one thing I want to say about that, and we mentioned it yesterday, <clears throat> the idiocy of hmm. going to war with the American oil and gas industry and uh, at the saying that we're... we're Polluting the climate, right? And mm-hmm. Causing global warming, mm-hmm. and then you go over to a dictatorship, yes, that throws gays off buildings, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, women have no rights. This mm-hmm. is the this is what uh, the uh, Democrats claim that you know mm-hmm. they're against. Yeah, and yet Biden, chief Democrat, goes mm-hmm. over to a country like that, mm-hmm. saying, "Please pump more oil, so we can buy it from you. Yes, so that we can pollute the planet with your oil." Yep. And not mm-hmm. American oil. Yeah, that That's what he's doing here. Yep. That's what he's saying. And
0: I've heard it stated, yeah. we have 300 years worth of oil and gas under our feet in this country. Yeah, 300 so, years.
1: I want to get back to that uh, another time. I don't believe in man-made global warming. I don't want to talk about what's really going on here. Mm-hmm. Sandy Rios joins us. Sandy is Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Uh, she represents our ministry in our nation's capital and has for several years, but she's also host of Sandy Rios in the morning, her weekdays, seven, to eight o'clock central time on American Family Radio. Good morning, Sandy.
5: Good morning, Tim. You know, I was just going to make a suggestion to you. Please. If you, you know, your kids, besides getting you a tank of gas, they could also, they may just need to buy you a meal if things keep going the way they are. Just just dinner, please. Just give me something to eat.
1: Yes. (laughs) I I was thinking maybe if they wanted to all go in together, I have three kids and uh, there were spouses. I think if they all want to go in together, maybe a moped. There you go. You
5: know what? I We went to, um, uh, well, okay, too much detail. Let's just say we went out for breakfast. Yeah. After, actually, after Dan Celia's funeral, we went, Tim, to the restaurant where the all of us went after, right. when we were with Dan a right. few months ago. We just wanted to go back there, and we ordered breakfast. It was steak and eggs, and it was just Bruce and me. And when the check came, it was $95.
2: <sighs> Whoa. Whoa. So Hello. I'm just
5: saying. Yeah. I want to see but, that chicken.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no steak. And it, I mean, Man. it was just
5: like not that spectacular, but it was. Uh, yeah.
1: I know. Now, yeah. You know, it, things are getting out of, the, could, things are going. Well, what's happening is we've always had like, what, three or 4% uh, price increases annually. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the way of the world. But now Sandy's just getting like, no, it's, everything's jumping 8%, 10% overnight.
5: Yeah. Let me, could I weigh in on on what you guys were just talking about? Yes, sure. go ahead. Because I think this is important to understand, and it will sound, uh, as often many things I tell you, you think that can't possibly be true. And you can think it, and I don't care. Okay. I'm not offended. It's just okay. I want you to know. this. We're goal, open-minded. You go right ahead. <laughs> the reason it sounds, this seems so crazy is because the ultimate goal is to impoverish people. The Great Reset, they tell us that you will have nothing and you'll be happy. They don't want us to drive cars. Who's they
1: first? Who's they? Uh, the
5: globalists. I okay. don't know if it's part and a lot of people that are running this government.
1: The, progr- you know the, the so-called progressives.
5: Well, that's almost becoming too kind. But yes, uh, I mean, I think this is a communist move. It's all got. It, it is the. It is a Marxist movement and the they are trying to destroy our food food supply. The Chinese actually are buying a lot of American agricultural land. Bill Gates is buying a lot of it. He wants to do away with meat. He's telling us he's eating his fake meat. It's not very good, but he said you'll get used to it. I mean, these are the these are the people actually doing this stuff. And Tim, when it comes to cars, they have told us without telling us, they are intentionally killing this industry because they Want to kill it. They want you to never drive a car again. They hold out the carrot of the electric car. The electric car will never replace fossil fuel cars. What that means is you'll be able to drive some. But have you ever tried to get on the road, take a road trip in an electric car? You can't do it. It only goes like 300 miles an hour, and there aren't enough charging stations, and they all have to be charged. So this is a pipe dream. uh, But they are doing this to force us out of our ability to have transportation. And you ask me, why would they do that? Mm Because they can control us if we can't travel away from our homes.
1: You're telling me uh, Tesla goes 300 miles an hour? That's what you said.
5: 300 miles away from their home. Oh, okay, my bad.
1: Okay, I thought, wow, that, I think that's over the street. I was tracking with Sandy. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I know. I listen oh, yeah, bad humor injected there, I understood perfectly what Sandy was <laughs> saying. She, to, to, go ahead, Fred. to Sandy's point, uh-huh. in Germany,
0: the German government is giving people $10.00. And that $10 will give you free bus rides on the government run bus system. In other words, get out of your car because gasoline is so expensive. We'll give you 10 bucks, 10 buck tickets, and you can drive on our bus system.
1: Okay, what you guys are talking about here, and uh, by the way, welcome back to today's issues. Fred Jackson, Tim Wildman, <laughs> Ray Pritchard, and Sandy Rios is joining us, um, is uh, frightening.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Uh, now I'm not frightening in the sense that, uh, uh, we Christians don't have trust and faith in God and he's going to take care of his own. Uh, Absolutely. I believe that's biblical. However, we are Americans and we live here and we love our country and we love our freedom, our way of life and our traditions and our culture and our constitution. There are globalists. There are secular progressives. Many of them are open about it who want to just tear down the America that we've always known. And I, I don't know, rebuild it, Ray, right, with this sort of secular, progressive, Marxist uh, utopia. Uh, but first, they got to tear everything down. But in the meantime, uh, the right, the the pain that's being inflicted um, economically is is going to, I think, is going to just be devastating for the Democrats in November politically. I know that's not where all the power exists, but that's a big that's a big deal. Go ahead.
2: You know, Sandy, I want to I want to jump on what you said and ask you a question about it. The I mean, what you said actually is terrifying, not just scary. You're talking, about You're talking about the big
1: reset, you talking about the reset she's talking yeah. about? Okay, yeah, you go.
2: yeah, and and that this is happening on purpose. That this is not just a bad time in our economy, but it is happening in the oil and gas area. It's happening with the supply. Chain also, the open borders, the whole uh, thing. Uh, yeah. So, so okay, so if this is Who's behind this, Sandy? Who is behind this this great reset? Because it's a terrifying thing to think that this is not just a bad time, but some people wanted us to end up this way.
5: Well, I think there are several players in this. And I guess the per- I look to Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum. They wrote this book that just came out. I think it's called The Great Reset. It came out last year, I think. And you can read that. And they spell out in detail what they have in mind for the world. And it is frightening. And the thing of it is, we see it happening. And you fold into it also their partnership with the World Health Organization and the whole COVID restrictions and how that seems to be part of their plan, too, to get people used to being mass, controlled, distanced, kind of retraining psychologically people on the planet It's it really, and the problem is, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this I see this unfolding, and I see all of what I see this making this crazy stuff. I'm telling you makes sense. I I talked to Katie Hopkins from Great Britain uh, uh, about a month ago. She was in in studio with me, and she was telling me that they had were restricting uh, Brits from driving more than eight miles from their home, and uh, she also told me that it cost her and her husband 175 dollars to the equivalent of $175 to fuel their little car based on what was they were charging for petrol. The other thing is they are building, you will see in major cities, if you just Google this or look into it or look for Stan Kurtz, Stan writes about this a lot. Uh, they are building high-rise government buildings near transportation hubs because they are moving. Their plan is, just ask Pete Buttigieg, is to move people close to these mass transportation centers so that you can Live without a car and take government-controlled pub, uh, transportation yes. centers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and this is actually happening all over. So I wish I could wish I'd I'd say George Soros is part of this. I'd say uh, Bill Gates is part of this. That's why um, uh, Tesla, um, Elon Musk, is such anathema to them. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the billionaire that doesn't won't play along, and he's exposing at least in part some of this. Um,
1: so yeah the irony is he made billions of dollars off the electric car <laughs> yeah exactly
5: well then what? there's nothing it? wrong with it there's oh, nothing no, no, wrong no. with an electric car you know i mean no. it's not that it's just what we know what right. the, the insidious no, purpose. i agree
1: yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with a, te- a tesla evidently it's an excellent car because a lot of people buy them and use them uh so there's nothing inherently wrong with an electric car at all it's just that what sandy's talking about is it will never replace <clears throat> gasoline driven automobiles i just it's just not going to happen. But the uh, the, the all right. Let's let's switch. Uh, you got five more minutes, Sandy. Sure. Okay. Sure. I want to talk about what we invited you to talk about, and that is uh, this uh, January sixth. Uh, what is this, Fred? Yes, yeah. Uh, Maybe you've heard of it, Sandy.
0: Most of us, most of us are old enough to remember the Ed Sullivan Show on Sunday night. Yeah. And he used to say, I have a really big show for you tonight. <laughs> right. Really big show. Really big show. Well, yes. yes. Democrats are planning a really big show this coming Thursday night, 8 Thursday. o'clock. Prime time. Prime time. What's going to happen, Fred? They even hired an ABC producer. A producer? To, to television production. For what? For a hearing. Uh-huh. On the so-called January sixth insurrection, it's going to be a big show. How
1: many hearings have we had already? I mean, we've got another hearing on behind
0: closed doors investigation. Been going on this great commission. Now the commission goes prime time, eight o'clock. Okay, what's going on here, Sandy?
5: Well, it's political theater at its finest. I mean, they've look. Think of the tax. Look, hey, this is a small point, but it is a point. Think of the tax dollars going to pay this big producer to produce this hearing for primetime television. Think of the cost of even, even having, having it on primetime television. And they're going to present this slick package of how uh, Trump supporters who went to Washington, D.C. on January the 6th are, in fact, insurrectionists. And President Trump uh, planned the whole thing along with the uh, Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. It was a coordinated effort to uh, co- to commit an insurrection uh, and they interrupted the work of Congress, and they must be punished. Donald Trump must be arrested. And all people that support or uh, think that there was election chicanery on January the 20th uh, must be punished in some way. Uh, it's uh, That's what they're going to do. They want to do away with the Electoral College, by the way. Uh, and what was the other thing? There's another thing that they're, they're, the J-6 committee is pushing And and let me just tell, for people that maybe don't know this, that committee was completely configured illegally, not according to the uh, constructs of the House of Representatives. They're supposed to have people from each party on each committee, and the people, uh, the, the Republicans, for instance, are supposed to be allowed to choose their own people, and the Democrats choose their own people, regardless of the issue. Well... Nancy Pelosi would not let Kevin McCarthy put uh, Jim Jordan or Jim Banks on that committee. He refused it. Uh, She refused it, and she instead appointed Liz Cheney and um, Adam Kinzinger, who both hate Donald Trump, and they've been very vitriolic about it. So they're the Republicans on the committee. It is a kangaroo court. It is very dangerous, and now they're issuing these subpoenas and having people like Peter Navarro, you know, who's not a criminal. uh, He was on his way to, I think, do a television show with mike huckabee he wasn't even there on january the 6th but he's an outspoken supporter of president trump and they arrested him
1: yeah i saw uh, that put handcuffs on him in nashville and
5: then put hand well uh, it was actually wasn't he it? was on his way to nashville he was at reagan okay. airport uh, they made a big show of yeah, but the, he
1: him. said i would have turned myself in had i known he, uh, he, that,
5: that's protocol bruce would tell you my sweet former fbi agent husband would tell you that when you are going if someone doesn't criminal you tell them that you have a warrant for their arrest, and they can you can right. they can come in with their attorney. You can come in with your attorney to the office, and that's we will start the, you know, the proceedings. But they incarcer- wanted to make the,
1: the 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 Democrats wanted to make a show of, make a show of it, so they had him arrested at the uh, at the airport. Um, go and, ahead.
5: Well, contrast that with Eric Holder, who in that scandal called Fast and Furious during the Obama years, where the uh, the oh, I forgot which. Uh, uh, Tobacco and Arms, I can't even, ATF, was uh, having running guns in Mexico. It was a secret project, and heaven only knows what they had in mind. We have some ideas. And one of our border guards was killed by one of those guns because there was so much violence in Mexico, and here our ATF is supplying the guns. And so uh, the Congress wanted to get at, at what was happening. They asked for Eric Holder to come testify. They asked him to turn over records. They subpoenaed him, and he refused to respond. And guess what happened to him? Mm -hmm. Well,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah,
5: nothing, nothing. So here's Uh -uh. Peter Navarro, who dares to speak up, that there was voter fraud on January the 20th, and they want all of his conversations with President Trump. And Peter is saying you can't do that. There's executive privilege. So
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's Thursday night. Uh, I'm not going to watch, but uh, I'll probably see the lowlights or highlights. uh, Mm -hmm. The whole... Uh, but it's uh, the fact that they're hiring a they the Democrats are hiring a television producer from ABC, who, by the way, I think was uh, I read where he was the same television producer who squashed the Jeffrey Epstein story. Correct. Oh,
5: yes, that's right. That's right. I've forgotten about that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's he, right. He squashed it uh, for ABC News. They had the scoop on that and he squashed it. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, you see what he tweeted the other day, Ray, about yeah. that? What? He said uh uh he's, he's beginning to be my favorite tweet read for the day. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I, I don't you know I, we don't agree politically on a lot of stuff but the guy is uh, he's got a little Trump in him in terms of he'll just say something out loud that you're not supposed to. He said uh he said it's uh funny how they haven't released the names of the uh, of the, uh people involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Mhm. <laughs> uh i'm 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 paraphrasing now he was going why is that i think that's how he ended his tweet why is that in other words what he was insinuating there are a lot of very powerful people that don't want their names out there associated with jeffrey epstein
5: and the justice department is honoring that yeah and and the media oh no well we can't talk about
1: that right but had it been uh hmm, somebody associated with president trump or the republicans you can very well bet that uh, it would already be public. All right, uh, Sandy, thanks so much. Uh, have a great day, and uh, we will uh, look forward to hearing you in the morning here on Afr. All right, you guys, thanks.
5: Great Thank to, talk to talk to you. All right. Okay. Okay.
1: Bye bye. That's Sandy the Great Reset Rios joining <laughs> us from. Uh, right. right where, all right. If I go into this, if I go down this road, we're we're gonna be. Eleven o'clock, and not going to be able to talk about anything else. But I can't help but ask it. Okay, Fred, you're a, you're a student of uh, well the Bible, mm-hmm. but you're a uh, student of Bible prophecy, uh, which is part of the Scriptures. And Ray, yourself mm-hmm. fall into that same uh, category. Ray, do you do you see uh, uh, this great reset? This really what. I would say is the destruction of America, uh, so that it can be rebuilt in the image of the secular progressive uh, ideology. Do you see that as, as uh, biblical in any, in any way, or
2: it it's it's one of the last pieces in place before the rise of the Antichrist in the end times? Because if you think of Revelation 13, and Fred, we've talked about this many times that. Revelation 13, the rise of the Antichrist. The one thing you've got to have, you've got to have a communication system in place in which one person or group of people, if you want to say it that way, one person, the Antichrist, can can control the government of the earth, can control the communications of the earth and the economic system of the earth. This Great Reset is intended, I think, intended to create exactly that kind of worldwide global control so yes i think we are we're looking now at the last couple of pieces in place before you see the end times events come to uh, come to fruition so i mean i don't have a date guys i don't have a date well the bible warns a, against that right that's exactly yeah. right i do not have a date don't have any inside information but i think i think you know the bible you know, we're we're invited by the Lord Jesus when these things begin to come to pass. He says, God, book, yeah. Gospel of Luke, when you see these things come to pass, look up, your redemption draws nigh. So we're invited by Jesus to read the Bible on one hand, take the newspaper in the other, and compare what the Bible says with what is happening in the world around us. And Fred, it, I see remarkable points of similarity for the world the Bible describes in the days leading up to the return of Jesus Christ.
0: No question about it. You know, Revelation talks about a global leader, an antichrist. It talks about basically someone in control of the global economy. And, you know, when I was growing up as a young man, you read those scriptures and you say, wow, how is that going to happen? Well, now here I am in my late 60s, and I'm looking at this and say, okay, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing, when when we talk about global. You you mean
1: because of the technological advances?
0: Technological advances, but also the mentality that's coming into play, being put into political decisions on how to run the world. And the pandemic has opened another door to this into global control. You know, we hear about the World Health Organization. We hear about the World Economic uh, Groups. Uh, Sandy was just mentioning the uh, the global economy people. Listen, John Kerry, they just got finished this uh, meeting in Davos, Switzerland, once again. And blown was that me- the
1: World Economic Council or yes. something like that?
0: And once again, they're talking about what do we have to do to put these controls in place. You now have a government in Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, that believes in globalism. This word reset has been used now for a number of years. They are trying to use all of this right now for the Great Reset so there is more central government control over your life. I think Ray is exactly right. It points to what Revelation has told us is going to happen. We have to remind people the rapture can occur any time. We don't have to wait right. until What, is, what is
1: the rapture for those who don't
0: know? The rapture is what First Thessalonians 4 talks about. Is that uh, there is going to come a time when Christians are going to be caught up to meet Jesus in the air, and that literally,
1: like literally, literally, like caught in the air,
0: caught away. That's uh, I I think Ray is a Latin. Caught is the the rapture is the word. Right,
2: right. It's harpazo. We get the English word harpoon from it. Yes, it 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 means to snatch or to grab. Yes, Uh, grab away.
0: And, And Christians are caught up. Dead in Christ, rise first. Then we are alive, will be caught up to meet him in the air. That precedes the seven year tribulation period. All right? Mm-hmm. So that could happen at any moment. You need to be ready. You need to deal with the fact that Jesus Christ came to save you, and you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Do not delay.
1: Amen. Well, if you want to, uh, if you're wondering what in the world these crazy Christians are talking about, uh, read it for yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, You owe it to yourself to at least read uh, some of the Bible so you can properly understand the message that's being communicated. I would encourage you to go to the Gospel of John, like in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the New Testament. Just read John. Take an hour, Mm -hmm. two hours or whatever. Just read it. And uh, I pray that Christ would speak to you reading the Scripture. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us.